0: Hello wonderful people, Um, I just wanted to talk to you today about change. (laughs) Well there's a predictable theme. Um, Change comes up a lot as I work with Third Culture Kids. It comes up a lot in my own life. I've had varying kinds of relationship with change. Um, But I want to talk about one particular way that this relationship to change can show up um, for TCKs and that's around a kind of all mm, or nothing kind of big change versus little change um, tension. We experience change growing up it's perhaps one of the most obvious things to say about our stories and the collective experience that we share um, is that We live highly mobile lives and even if we are stayer TCKs, even if we had um, geographically quite a settled time abroad, um, the people around us changed. People around us were moving and fast forward to the present day and I see what a lot of us wrestle with is this idea of something's not working. Or perhaps there's an external change on the horizon that we can feel making its way to us. And so it's kind of like a that train arriving into the station that everybody needs to get off all at once. It's all change is the call. And I I know the experience of this for me has been triggered by say, the experience of something in my environment shifting, um, my daughter starting a new school year or a new project with work, um, a new friendship. And I find myself um, kind of throwing all of the other elements of life up into the air to see where they'll land as well because it was never just one change. It was never just one thing that shifted you didn't just redecorate the house you moved home you didn't just um, encounter another culture you lived in another culture it you didn't just move school you moved country and school and probably language as well it was all or nothing it was everything all at once and This has made me aware that when it comes to managing change in our present day adult lives, um, we can actually find ourselves instinctually a little limited to, if I want to change something in my environment, I've got to be willing to kind of go the whole way and essentially let everything change. Or make everything change. Which can trigger a lot of loss. Change is loss. When we change something we lose how it used to be. And so we can end up with. For people who grew up with so much change. Very polarizing ways of encountering it. We might resist change because. It's so complete in our mind's eye and we don't want to go there. We don't want to go with all that loss. Um, Or perhaps we struggle to tolerate the thing that needs to change. So we grit our teeth and just change the whole life. What I'm proposing essentially is that we struggle to edit, but we're really rather good at a rewrite. We can be really very good at starting again. Or very good at assuming or anticipating complete loss. There's a sort of domino effect that can get set off in our heads. Um, and I think this is worth noticing if this resonates, if this rings true just notice that that is the assumption or the easy track our brain takes um, when we encounter change that is either unavoidable or really desired it took years for me to experience having a wardrobe of clothes that didn't all wear out at the same time. <laughs> I'd spent decades where new clothes kind of just came all at once because a different climate needed a new wardrobe. And... So it would, it would often be overwhelming if something needed replacing, the whole lot needed replacing and it became this massive project. And I remember realising, not that long ago really, that one pair of jeans needing replacing didn't mean I had to re-envision my entire wardrobe or look or style or sourcing a whole bunch of other things all at once. I could just get the new jeans. I could just integrate a small change into something that could hold steady. And that's just clothes. (laughs) What about friendships? Career paths? Romantic relationships? Because of our well worn pathways of experience that say if one thing changes, everything will change, we can end up with a real adrenaline fueled approach to um, adjustment and loss. And then there's this other experience around change where I observe a lot of us feeling really quite powerless or helpless around creating change ourselves change is what we have grown up experiencing as um initiated from the outside it was our parents career or it was um a country's political situation um or a medical need that managed our moving around um, that managed our change experience it was something outside of us So in terms of feeling powerful enough to initiate change that can be a really new thing for us that we could perhaps state a need or a desire or a preference to our friends, our families, our partners, our children and maybe the world around us could adjust a little to us. We were the adjusters for so long. We were the ones that changed. It can be much more instinctual for us to simply suppress our need until it becomes unbearable and then all change, right? But there is this space I see a lot of us working in to try and gain new data, new experiences, where we could actually create change on a scale that doesn't overwhelm our lives. One thing that I bought into for many, many years was that speaking my needs was the same thing as making a change or asserting a boundary. Possibly because I found it really hard to do so. I was good at fighting. I was good at rowing. Anybody who um, would have seen me as a teenager would have thought I was terribly assertive. But in terms of following through on verbally expressed wants and needs that's harder and it's often harder because what we're often doing when we're speaking need is we're we're inviting the person we're speaking to to cooperate with us to connect with us and take on our need somewhat as their own but in terms of actual change it can feel much less clear to us what is within our power what we actually have power to do for example if i want to spend less time um doing housework and more time doing reading my book or doing my crochet or seeing my friends i might place the power for this um in the hands of the neediness of my home, whether that's the people within it or the fabric of the building, um, I might feel quite powerless because until it's done, I can't do those other things. Until the home is taken care of, I can't do the other things. I might speak up about this. I might ask for help or support. But fundamentally... It's a process to decide that I could just do less in the house, actually. And that becomes an identity change. Who am I if I haven't prioritised the housework? Who am I if I let people see the dirty dishes when they come over for coffee? That speaking up or setting a verbal boundary is not the same thing as making a change, actually. And maybe this needs to be its own podcast around boundaries, but... Making changes is often an identity collision <laughs> where we actually decide we are going to be different. And given that we have spent so much of our early years adapting to the needs of the people around us, this can be very new territory. Powerful, but very new it, it all comes down very often to what changes within our control and what change isn't. We have been so steeped in stories or chapters within our stories where change was outside of our power. Which is the case for a lot of children actually. But for TCKs there seems to be often an additional element here. A settled child might not have the choice of which school they go to. um, But they might have a choice about the degree to which they engage with those children outside of school. Um, And actually, even as I say that, I'm remembering hearing from TCKs sharing about interpersonal issues um at school where there's bullying where there's stresses where there's um unsupportive educational environments and yet that was the only international school available to them and it's simply not true that settled children don't have power over their schooling very often parents can take their children out of school and place them in another it's not without inconvenience It's not without a battle, but there are usually more options, Um, whereas for the international school student, that might feel less like an option. Um, Again, not for all TCKs, but I'd invite you to spend time looking at the changes through your story and exploring the degree of control you you felt within them and then looking at your life now and again what degree of control or power do you feel like you have it can be really really poignant powerful significant one of those words or all of them, to consider what power we actually have. I'm training in um, coaching. And as part of that training, I take part in reciprocal coaching with my peers, with my coaching fellows who are also studying. And we take it in turns to coach one another. And one of the questions that I'm often really struck by is the question... What about this is in your control? To what degree do you have control over achieving this goal that you have stated today? And you know, every single time I have replied to say much more control than I have perhaps felt about it. Because while it might be inconvenient, while I might have reasons why I don't want to prioritise it, all of which could be perfectly valid... I do have control, very often, over where I spend my time. Now I'm quite lucky, I work for myself. I am the only adult in my home. So in many ways I rule the roost around control. But this can be the case in areas that surprise us as well. We might feel rejected or lonely in our In our friendships, to what degree we have control over how other people see us or like us is very limited. But the degree to which I have control about contacting other people, that's absolutely in my control. How much I reach out, my control. Who I decide to reach out to, my control. I might not like the implications of taking that control. That might be really uncomfortable in terms of the power i have to make changes it's often much more than i think which in and of itself is quite unnerving and i suppose that's the thought i would leave with you today recognizing you have power to make changes is not the same thing as being beaten over the head with a stick that says make them now when i invite you to notice what power you have that is not me judging Or saying you should be using that power. You might have very good reasons to not make changes. And the goodness of those reasons is entirely defined by you. But it can make a huge difference to just acknowledge that we have power. We don't have to use it in any particular way anybody else thinks is a good idea. But we have it. That in itself makes a whole different story. And it's certainly a different story than a lot of us grew up with. Ponderings. Making changes. I've made so many changes. In recent years. And you know, from the outside, they might not even look like very much. An awful lot of it's been internal. I'm changing how I see myself as a podcaster, um, as a writer. And a lot of that has been excruciating, actually. Bumping up against all sorts of barriers. But it's entirely up to me how I tell the story of who I am. And that's power. And I'm glad of it. Thank you for listening. Take care of you. You are extraordinary. You have come so far. And there is so much of life here for you. And I'm really glad you're here.